Hello everyone, welcome back to this advanced English lesson and conversation. So today I have Greg joining me. Nice to see you, Greg. Lovely to see you. <laughs> so we're talking today about asking for directions. You might be in a new city or you might be in a place that you've now lived for a few months or maybe in a, even a few years and you might be going somewhere where you don't know if it's the right direction or the wrong direction. Yeah, um, I mean, this happens to me all the time. Even, even in the places that I feel like I know well, um, I can pop out of a subway um, or come out of a building and be completely disoriented, right? Yeah. And have no idea where, uh, which way is up and which way is down. Um, and or it's just you know a place that I've never been for a new restaurant, uh, you know uh, a playhouse that I haven't haven't been to. So being able to uh, ask people for directions can go a long way toward uh, expediting uh, and and orienting uh, your journey. Right, and I think you know it goes without saying. Don't be afraid to ask someone. Like, don't worry about your accent or if you're, you know, maybe you're soft-spoken, um, don't be shy about it because you need some help, right, with the directions. And if the roles were reversed, if you were the person that was asked directions, surely you would want to help somebody um, in need with that. So don't be afraid of using your communication skills to find your way. Right? Yeah. The other thing um, is to keep in mind, you know, context really matters. So if you notice somebody is on the street and they look really busy, like they look like they're in a rush, uh, that might be, you know, not be the person to ask directions. Because if you notice that they're, you know, walking really fast um, or looking at their watch or something, yeah, it's not, you have to be mindful of the potential person to, to whom you ask this question. Yeah, and I think to that extent, uh, or, uh, on, uh, on that note, yeah. adopting a warm, welcoming face, right? Smiling, yeah. um, coming in slowly, um, and just sort of trying to catch their eye yeah. is a good way to, uh, to start that process. Exactly. And look, if they go by, that's okay. There's going to be another person. Try try again. Don't be discouraged by the first rejection that you get. Right, exactly. And don't take it personally because you have no idea what's going on. Um, in the U.S., we're taught to not speak to strangers, right? That's a thing that they teach children from a very small age. So we call it stranger danger. <laughs> so that person as an adult might have that same mindset and it has nothing to do with you. Uh, so don't. Don't take it personally. The other thing you want to respect is the distance, right? So by that, mm -hmm. I mean the physical space that we're in. In American culture, we really appreciate our, our personal space. And so when we're talking to somebody, particularly somebody we don't know that well, be it a stranger or an acquaintance, we like to keep them at, at arm's length. So imagine there being uh, a, the distance between you and the person about the length of your arm. If you're any closer, this would be more of like somebody you know really well. Um, it's a more intimate 
physical space, right? So your best friend, your spouse, uh, your siblings, your parents, that kind of thing. So that being said, keep that in mind when you ask somebody directions. Don't get too close to them. This is a stranger. They don't know you. You don't know them. They're not going to feel comfortable if you get too close. Now this is, again, I'm going to say it in the American setting. In other cultures and countries, this could be different. So if I'm asking Greg Greg for directions, I don't know Greg, this would be too close. And I (laughs) by no means want to tap him on his shoulder. Like no touching, right? You don't want to because they perceive that as a threat. So Greg, what would his response be if I'm... Yeah. Right. I'd be be surprised. I'd be taken aback. I'd feel maybe intimidated. Right. Or threatened. Right? You don't know this person. They don't know you. They might think you're trying to like pickpocket them or you just don't know, especially in big cities. um, These things happen. So that's something to be mindful of. Definitely. Yeah. And when you're asking for directions, try to think of, you know, landmarks. Uh, For Mm. example, if you're going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that's a landmark, right? So somebody should know where that is in the city. If you're going to a restaurant next to it, that person may or may not know that restaurant. So let's say you're going to the restaurant next to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. All you have to do is ask, where is the Metropolitan Museum of Art, right? In New York City, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, So really thinking about a landmark or some building or place that is really well known that anybody would know if they actually live in that city. Yeah, I think that approach is very effective because oftentimes the place you're looking for, uh, the, the person you're asking won't know about it. We've, we've had this problem many times where we're trying to find some hidden gem, right? Yeah. Some special little place that that's um, not in all the major uh, guidebooks and... Maybe a lot of locals don't know, know where it is either. Uh, in that case, asking for directions won't get you very far. But if you, can, if you know that that's near, like you're saying, a big museum or some kind of a landmark in the city, something that everyone knows, you can guarantee a much higher um, response rate. Um, and you have to be careful because sometimes people will feel embarrassed that they don't know <laughs> yeah. where it is. And they'll just guess um, and say a direction. Um, and they might point you in the wrong direction. Um, it happens. It does happen. Yeah. So that, that's less likely to happen if you choose a location that they're for sure to know of. And like Greg said, you know, if that were to happen and you don't feel maybe confident in that response, you just have a gut feeling that it's not in the right direction, ask somebody else, right? It doesn't hurt to ask another person. Wait till the other person leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can ask another person just to confirm if, you know, you're actually going in the right direction. Yeah, read their body language, right? If they look very confident, oh, it's right over there, you know, then then uh, it might seem, yeah. um, you can you can bet that they know what they're talking about, but if they're like, hmm, I yeah. think it might be to the left or maybe it's to the right. You know, if you see that they're uh, hesitant. unsure, hesitant, yeah. um, that's probably a good indication that you should ask someone else. Yeah, <laughs> right. If they stall... If they're pausing, normally when somebody asks you directions and you're in a city you're familiar with, they'll say, oh, it's right over there. It's right. It's like automatic, right? 
But if it's not, then if they have to think about it, then you might have to ask somebody else. And just to be safe, I would ask somebody yeah, else. Yeah, even, even if they seem confident, it always helps to ask one more person. That way you get two pieces of confirmation, right? And, and it's just, it saves you time from, it's like a, there's a phrase called measure twice, cut once, Yeah. right? If you, <laughs> if you make sure you get your measurement right, then you only have to make one cut. Uh, it's a carpenter, uh, a carpenter phrase. Yeah. But um, that's that's the kind of the idea here. The if you can get two independent people to say the same thing, then you know with a high degree of certainty that they're correct. Yeah. And again, if you're not familiar in terms of like a landmark or something, think about where the nearest bus station is, the nearest subway, like what subway stop it could be. Anything that can help you use that information to ask somebody that would know where the six train is, right? Mm. That's one of the, um, you know, very busy uh, subway yeah. lines in, the, in, in New York City. Um, and so people would probably know that, yeah. right? So really just kind of doing the homework ahead of time, right? When you find a place that you want to go to and then confirming it with people along the way when you're not sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest, the, the most important thing, these are all great tips that, that uh, you can incorporate into this process. The most important thing is just working up the courage to ask. Um, because, it, you know, if you don't ask, you won't ever know. Yeah. Um, and so working up that courage to ask, don't feel afraid to do it, but just bear in mind uh, the, 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 the context in which you do it, the way in which you do it does matter. Absolutely. Communication always is dependent on the context. So yep. keep that in mind. Practice these, you know, ways of asking for directions, thinking about how you would do it in real life. And let us know how it goes for you. Share with us some other ways that you would ask somebody for directions and other strategies for not feeling embarrassed about doing so because there's no reason to be right? there isn't yeah all right thank you so much for joining us for this advanced english conversation we'll see you right here for another one bye for now